Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real world training for engineers, trades and construction. G'day and welcome to Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by our friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training. You know, I've been watching some of the boys around training and I think Maxwell Recruitment Training could really help them because they're pretty useless. I watched them the other day trying to open a door and because these blokes look after the real engineering and trades for people around the hunt for over 20 years. Hey, boys, I think we need to send some of our players out to you because, let's be honest, they really can't put it together. Have we got a show for you today? We're going to have the two captains of the Newcastle Knights NRL team and the NRLW Romy Teitzel was named this week, a huge honour, and it was no great surprise to hear that Caelan Ponga would be our captain, but he's part of a really cool setup where Jaden Braley will be the club captain. He takes care of all of the hard work, all the stuff off the field, looking after key stakeholders, most importantly the culture within the whole club, right up and down, and Caelan focuses on the team and leading the team out. There'll be times when Jaden will also do that. We'll speak to Caelan about that. Romy Teitzel has had a huge week from sunrise photos on the beach, launching the NRLW. She's got two great co-pilots in Caitlin Johnson and Crystal Roder as the club captains. Wonderful models, ready to go in what's an exciting time for our game. And the Newcastle Knights, first time ever in the NRLW uh, competition. I can't wait. So much to speak about. It's not too often you can get two captains like this on a podcast, but that's what we do here at the Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Let's let it rip. This year, we're all in. Hearts full, stadium pumping. Our rebel spirit on show. Take your seat and become a Knights member at knightshub.com slash membership. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. The best place to find out what's happening in the walls of the Newcastle Knights. It has been a huge week. Monday night was the first time we'd seen the Knights of 2022 out in the field. How good, back at McDonald Jones Stadium. And uh, this week has been huge for the NRLW. Also huge for our guests tonight because, well, it was no great surprise, but we actually named Caelan Ponga as our skipper, our club captain, and he joins us. Caelan, how did that feel? Um, yeah, it's been a massive week. Um, you summed it up pretty pretty well. Um, to play at home, uh, hasn't we haven't played at home for eight months, and to be named captain, I know I got a notification on my phone before the game, so I knew that I had been announced. Um, yeah, to to run out as captain in front of this crowd is pretty awesome. Adam was so I could see the pride when he announced it. He announced it to add a live function at a season launch, which was quite unique in itself at the southern end of the field. He spoke passionately about why the time is right for you now and the progression that you've made. Why do you feel it's right for you? Um, yeah, it has been a natural progression, I think. I've sort of worked on my leadership for the last two years. Um, it's sort of been a penny drop sort of moment for me. Uh, I definitely want to lead these boys and I've always sort of seen myself as a leader, uh, the position that I play, uh, the status I have in this team, I guess. Um, so to be named captain is kind of just like the icing on the top. Um, and I've sort of known I was captain now for probably three weeks and since being named captain in front of the boys, I've really enjoyed the role and, yeah, it's something I'm really enjoying. That night was special too. We were at Gunnedah and in a little a sport and rec setup up while we were away on camp trying to get some um, Ks in mm. and uh, it just dropped really. It was it was so cool. I didn't know it was coming. Did you have an insight that it was being Yeah, dropped? well, me and Asi sort of have been talking about it for maybe a couple of months really, to be honest. I think... He said there's a potential that you will be captain. Uh, he's thinking about it. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? And I said, 
Um, yeah, I'd love to. It's, I want to lead these boys. I'm here. I'm amongst. I'm in this preseason this year. I'm hands on with the boys. I want to be at the front of it all. And um, yeah, I've got I've got leaders around me as well. So it's not just like me standing there. It's I've got like D Staff, Tyson, Clem, you know, Gags, just who's come in. All these boys are the leaders in their own right that are going to help me along the way. And you can see that from within the walls. You know, DSAF will naturally be the alpha male. He'll, he'll lead yeah, with yeah, his we'll actions. Yeah, he'll take that often. <laughs> he can keep yeah. that. He can definitely keep that. Um, like, yeah, he is the alpha. You know, when he talks, we all listen, and um, I need that from those sort of boys. What about Tyson? What, what sort of leader is he? Um, he's, he's more actions. He's actually come a long way this preseason. I reckon he's sort of, you know, coming to the club last year, um, not trying to fit in, but I reckon he probably took the approach of looking after himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got a lot more to give than that. And I, you can tell this preseason that you know he's talking more, he's grabbing people aside, he's doing all those sort of things. So um, I think his leadership's great as well. There's a lot of great performance on Monday night. You mentioned Clem. I thought he was outstanding. It's great to see him playing a bit of footy and yeah, well, he's play. got it in him. So he's had a great preseason. Clem, he's he's come in every day, energetic, happy, happy than being the main one. Um, and, yeah, just sort of really gotten after it, and I think it showed on in the trial match on the weekend. And we've had Gags here on the Knights HQ, the podcast. Uh, what, what does he bring? There's so much to Dane Gagai. Um, our experience and confidence, I think, is, is the first thing that I sort of noticed. Um, he, I didn't realise how much he talks in terms of tells you what he wants or talks in general, um, and that's huge in footy. When something goes wrong, it's usually because you haven't been talking. So um, we won't get that from him. Um, which is good, and he's he's going to rub off on our, our younger boys as well, in the sense that you know Brady's only young, um, Dill, Dom, all these outside backs that are pretty young. So he'll teach them a lot of things because he's got so much experience. Jaden Bradley's got a really important role. It's a key role. It's a club captain. Can you give us a bit of insight what that role is and how important it is to you as a captain? Yeah, um, I got asked this question after the game on the weekend. I just said, um, Browse is a very accountable and honest man, and he keeps people around him like that. Um, he does the same thing for them. So for me, off the field, he's going to help me in that in that area, um, and he's going to do it with, with every corner in, of, of this club. So uh, for me, it's about looking, looking after what's on the field and for him driving the culture off the field, um, and he'll do that because that's where he lives. We're sitting here in the new theatre at the Centre of Excellence. It's a pretty damn impressive setup. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty surreal to be honest. Um, feel almost like we're in America. Like yeah. uh, you see these sort of facilities on TV, um, but to have our own is, is pretty special, and we're definitely not taking it for granted. Uh, we're not fully in yet. Uh, we're almost there, but yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to have this facility and call it ours. We're calling Harry's house the gym. It was the yard when we were up at Gunnedah. We, we worked in all sorts of different setups. You boys did. The gym, super. It's one of the many um, real features of the new centre of excellence. Yeah, and Harry's um, he's definitely driving the culture in there. Um, a lot of hard work. Um, well, that's what this, this club's sort of built on. So although we've got the new staff and it's all glitz and glam, um, you know, standards and hard work sort of drive um, a, a uh, a centre, uh, an academy. Um, so, yeah, we've got the gym, we've got we've got everything that we need. Um, so, really, there's no excuse to sort of be our best. How's Kalen looking at it? You're in a happy place. You're enjoying the the extra responsibilities, and and you've trained bloody hard. So, how are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good. Um, definitely enjoying, I guess, the responsibilities side of things. Um, 
like I said, leadership is something that I've been trying to work on for the last couple of years. I've known for a couple of weeks now and I'm really enjoying the role. Um, there's a few things that, that I find funny now, like all the boys will ask me more questions about like what we're doing here, what we're doing there. And I'm still, I need to, I feel like I need to be on top of that. But um, those little things like that, I'm sort of learning along the way. Like I said, I've got other boys to help me as well though. But yeah, happy. Um, preseason was good. It was good to actually have a preseason this year. Um, so I'm just looking forward to the season. Because there's been a couple that have been interrupted with injury. It must be. Yeah, usually this time of the all. Usually in November I have surgery on something. Um, so this one, to, to not have surgery, enjoy my off-season and then um, get stuck into some hard work was, was good. You know you're going to have to spend more time with the coach. How are you finding the amount of time you need to spend with the coach? Um, no, we've got a good relationship. Um, yeah, all his, his values and morals are pretty aligned with like mine and, and the club's. Um, that's why he's the head coach of, of the night, so... Uh, in terms of our relationship, good, and I think he's, I think he's going good. Like, um, you know, he's got a lot of other staff now on board that um, are really nailing their job. I feel, um, you know, we're quite stable and uh, in the, in the sort of the high performance unit, and you know, his coaching staff as well. So it feels like he's not um, as stressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, he's it, as well, the thing I've noticed is our coaches work really hard, so it's about us rewarding that. And I am only joking. He's very good with the media. He's very good with his time, Adam. He, he puts a lot into, uh, you know, a lot before, way before you get on the field. Are you enjoying that side as well? There's a lot more planning phase for you. Yeah, there's a little bit more that um, I've sort of noticed. Like, he, yeah, he does come to me and ask me questions about things and I've never really had to think about. Um, so that, that's been cool. Um, and it's not like anything that's totally over my head. Like, I do sort of, um, like, I am able to sort of, have my input and um, say what I feel. But, yeah, nothing nothing too stressful at the moment. Monday night was pretty cool, something I can't ever recall seeing before. You, you, you finish the halftime, walk off and do an interview with Fox Sports. Straight from there you meet Romy Tightsell on the side of the mm. sideline and walk up to a live function, season launch. Huh? That was a bit weird. Uh, if you had done that to me probably two years ago, I would have been a bit flustered and my speech would have been pretty poor. So, um I guess it's just, again, practising composure and being calm. Um, switching from, yeah, playing and then coming off and to- and sort of switching your mindset and what you have to talk about and all, all that sort of stuff. So it was pretty cool. Unfortunately, if you co- through COVID, we haven't been able to have our launch, which mm. is quite special, I, I think. Um, so to have a little, like a mini launch yeah. um, was, still, was still pretty cool. They did call from mop and bucket. You sweated a lot on stage. Yeah, well, <laughs> I come straight <laughs> off. So, <laughs> lucky we had a good game. I would have been filthy. Probably wouldn't have got much out of me. Now, speaking of that, I, I went to the big. We go to our listeners a lot and get the you know, insight. I've got a big question for you from my six-year-old son Nixon, who listens to the podcast. Loves Kalen. He wants to know: Are you okay after you got smashed the other night? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm surprised that I'm okay. I've watched it back a few times and. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how it didn't hurt me more than it should have, but um, that's part of footy. Footy's back. Yeah, it happens. I tell you what, I always love, and I love being at it. When you walk to the sideline and give out your headgear, I don't know if you, there's a, there's a photo. I'll need to show it to you from a, a young fellow that's been supporting the Knights for a long time. The joy on his face when you gave him your headgear. What does that mean to you, and how do you feel when you do that? Uh, it's probably something I've missed. Sort of last year because of COVID, I wasn't really able to do that as um, often as I would have. And I do it after every game. 
um, and I have for the last four years. Uh, I probably miss that moment of seeing their face happy and joyful. I kind of usually just give give it to the person or kid and run off. Yeah, you do. Um, so I probably miss that moment, but um, you know, you hear about and and so same with me when I was young and an NRL player coming to a school. Like just to see them was pretty cool. So uh, I can imagine that, you know that kid's pretty grateful and. They always seem to be pretty flustered and they don't really say too much, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully they appreciate it. I'm sure they do, mate. It's a wonderful thing that you do. I'm going to let you go in a sec. I just want to – a couple more things I want to ask you about. What What are we excited about? I mean, there's much to be excited about. What What, what are you excited about in 2022? Um, yeah, there's definitely a feel. Um, I've probably been thinking about that the last couple of weeks. You know, you finish every preseason, you know, everyone says there's a feel. And there's always a feel, you know, <laughs> you've been working hard for the last three months, you're going to feel something. Um, but I definitely feel like this group's a lot closer than it has been before. Um, and I think that can go a long way. And the reason why I say that is because when we moved up north to Sunny Coast, that was the reason why we started winning. Yep. That we were forced almost because we were in a bubble to become closer as a group. So, um, yeah, hopefully you know, that sort of connection that we've built um, you know, will help, will help us win games. What about you? What goals do you set for yourself this year, or is that something you? Yeah, I, I set pretty big goals. Um, my old man always taught me to dream big. Yep. And since I was young, I sort of always dreamt big, and always, you know, doing so made me work hard to achieve those dreams. Uh, achieve those dreams. So, um, same thing this year. I'll, I'll, tra- I'll dream big, and hopefully, I can achieve them. And you do that in the number one jersey? That's your lock-in there? Yeah, yeah, locked in at the number one. So me and Azzy had – we finalised that probably before even like pre-season started. Um, yeah, happy to be at the back. Must speak about it. There's no Mitchell Pearce. So there's an opportunity there for Adam Clune or Penis mm. Crosland, whoever that is. thought the combination of the spine had some really good signs the other night with Cliff and, and George Clooney and yourself and yeah. Randy at hooker. Yeah, definitely. Obviously Pearce is – um, he'll be missed. Great player. Um, you know, I love playing with the PSC, but, you know, looking at what we have now, it's about evening the load and everyone t- doing their job. And on the weekend, I thought our halves, Randy, you know, I thought we executed our roles. Um, and that's because we've worked so hard in the preseason on knowing what that is. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Clooney go. He had a great game on the weekend. Hopefully he can build on that. Cliffo to keep building and Randy taking his opportunity. And final one. NRLW launch, we get the first time to wear the Knights colours in that competition. Um, are you excited about it? Yeah, I think it's an awesome op- opportunity for women to represent the Knights. Um, my old man's heavily involved with the women's. I know how passionate he is about you know, watching them succeed or watching them fulfil their dreams. For a lot of those, a lot of those girls or women, um, you know, they've dreamt of playing professional since they were young. So it's pretty awesome that they get to do that opportunity in Knights colours. We appreciate your time tonight. It's been uh, it's been fun. We could do it forever. So I better Thank show you. that you better go home. You've I've done been a podcast here. before. You've been you have <laughs> plenty. Hell, just actually give us a quick win. It's now about oh, quarter past seven or something. What time did you get here today? I got here at seven thirty this morning. Twelve hour shift. Wow, it's big overtime. That that's big money. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> and um. We wish you luck, mate. I hope you do really well. We're no. very proud to have you Thank as you. our captain, so we're going to enjoy. And on the other side of the break, we're going to catch up with the captain of the NRLW, Romy Tights, or we'll hand one captain to the other. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. The all-new 2022 Knights Home and Away jerseys are on sale now. 
head to shop.newcastleknights.com.au to secure yours now. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. How good was that? Kalen Ponga, he is set to fly in 2022. Uh, we go from one captain to the next. Our special guest today is the Knights NRLW inaugural captain, Romy Teitzel. G'day. Hey, Frankie, how are you going? Well, we've spent a lot of time together this week. It's been quite enjoyable. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> and you would say probably not as fun? No, it's a great experience. I'm glad you're here to help me along, that's for sure. Hey, Romy, even sitting here now, we're sitting at your new home, McDonald Jones Stadium, the first time that you've been in today. You've done the team photo. How's that feel? Yeah, good. Really nice stadium. I love that the crowd's pretty much on top of the field. I think that's going to be a great atmosphere on Sunday and... Um, yeah, good look for the fir- uh, good first look for the girls. I think that um, it brings it to reality. It makes everyone pretty excited. Geez, you've had a day today. I feel like we've been together for about three days. It started bright and early this morning. In fact, it was dark uh, down on the beach, uh, the beautiful Newcastle beach for a captains of all the NRLW team photo. That uh, captains photo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, pity the sunrise didn't turn it on. Uh, <laughs> no, great experience um, to be alongside all those girls. They are um, great ambassadors of the game and uh, I think they've brought a lot to the game and grown the game themselves. So it was great to stand up alongside them girls and um, yeah, beautiful morning at Newcastle showcasing the beautiful place we live in. It is a cool city. You could see it this morning. I think some of the other girls were amazed at the amount of people that were down there moving around the beach. Yeah, and so many people haven't been to Newcastle. Um, I'm guilty. Guilty. I w- <laughs> shh, shh, we're trying to keep it a secret, but the secret's out. I hadn't been to Newcastle, but I'm glad I'm here. Absolutely loving it. Beautiful place. Very homely and um, loving that it's a big town vibe rather than the city. So let's go there. So you grew up where? Grew up in Mission Beach, Tully area, mm. um, far north Queensland. And um, currently live in Townsville um, yep. when I'm not here in Newcastle, obviously. Um, in Townsville to pursue some university. That's taken me about six years now to try and finish a four-year degree, but that's okay. We'll get there one day. What do you study? High school teacher. So I've been sitting in my fourth year now for about 18 months just waiting to check off that last placement. But um, football won't last forever, so that's definitely an opportunity that I've taken and put forward at the moment. I'm super impressed with the, our ladies. Not only do they you know, take, embark on this amazing challenge, like you come down here, you, you live out of home and you, you take on training and all the excitement of a couple of stop starts with the NRLW, but your ability to manage and, and juggle things, whether it's kids or whether it's working, because today alone, you, you, one minute you're doing photo shoots at sunrise and you're doing a launch of the NRLW down at Dixon Park Beach, then you pop back in and do a bit of work. It's a, how do you do it all? How do you keep it together? Yeah, to be honest, I think that's just the reality of the female game at the moment is just a lot of sacrifices and some obviously have a lot bigger than others, like you said, leaving families and children behind. Um, I was fortunate enough that my job's very flexible and has let me come down here and continue to work and same with my studies, I can put them on hold. But like I said, that's not the same for everyone and I think that's just the reality. Um, Moving forward, I think that the game has to take that into consideration and look at the sacrifices we make, whether that is, um, I don't know, paying the players a bit more or having a little bit more flexibility around that. But at the moment, um, yeah, it's something you have to sacrifice to be able to play the game and that's it. No doubt about it. I, I, I think people are get, be, becoming more and more each day blown away by... We always know that there's a lot of skill. There's a lot of toughness. There's a lot of combat, a lot of um, connection. There's all those different things. What I'm most impressed is, is the desire. 
You girls have got a lot of desire to go out and represent your family, your culture. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, there's a real pride coming through there. Where do you think that comes from and is it particular with this group? Does it appear more apparent with this group? Yeah, absolutely. I think that we have a very special group. A lot of the girls will be making their NRL debut and behind that, like you said, there's a lot of pride and honour and especially girls that have made the move and a lot of sacrifices they've had to make. I think that that all does come into account. But for me personally, making my NRL debut is something special and um, I had that privilege with the Broncos. But I think it's going to be like I'm reliving it all over again here in Newcastle when we run out on Sunday. Romy, speaking of privileges... Last night was one of the, the great moments for, for, for myself to be part of, and I was a very small back, you know, just in the back <laughs> markers of it. Caelan Ponga plays out here in the middle of a trial game on McDonald Jones Stadium, does a quick Fox Sport interview as he walks off, meets you on the sideline, you walk straight up through the hill to a live function of the season launch, and you two captains go up and address the, the corporates. Now that's cool. Very cool, and just quietly, um, both fullbacks, so definitely something special going on there. There's something going on with the number ones. The number ones are quickly taking over the world. How did that feel? You had a great chat with Caelan walking up. Actually, can you remember what he said when he walked up to you on the sideline? Yeah, very kind um, boy. First encounter, um, he shook my hand and said I'd give you a kiss, but I'm a bit sweaty. I said, no worries, you can keep that one for another day. Um, But no, very genuine guy from first encounter, and... um, you can see that on and off the field with his community interactions as well. Very interested in the NRLW. There's a connection point there as well. His father, Andre, is, uh, he's hanging around the place. What does he do? Does he just clean up after you? And what, what's he do? No, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andre is a very caring man. Um, there for your needs no matter what it is. Um, very accommodating, especially for the multi-Pacifica girls, but also reaching out to everyone else in the team. I think that um, he's just that comforting, comforting um, soft ear for us when we need it and... Um, yeah, he's very caring. Yeah, he's a great cultural man. He certainly, um, you can tell he, he's very particular on some parts. I watched him just slowly walk, work around in the background. In fact, the whole crew uh, work really well together, whether it's you know, helping us with chairs or making sure that, I'll tell you one I've learned. This is an interesting one for all the lads out there. If we put out meals for um, the NRL players, they will just portion themselves. They'll have as much as they possibly want. The person at the end, maybe a bit of bad luck. <laughs> The ladies, our NRLW ladies, they seem to set it out really nicely and everyone gets a fair feed. Is, is that a good indication of, of how much teamwork is, is amongst the girls? I think that's just the female nature, to be honest. <laughs> We're very sharing and caring, unlike the um, males, but that's okay. No, um, that's, that's a fair take. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know, just something we do. It's just looking after each other and especially the girls that eat first, they they are very considerate, knowing there's people still coming through recovery and everything like that. Um, the boys are obviously just hungry and ignorant, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you where that um, that politeness drops out as soon as there's any contact. I've, I've watched that. The uh, you love the rough stuff. The girls love ripping in. Yeah, not wrong. I think that um, a lot of people say the girls bring a very traditional um, play to the game, so very straightforward and not as much ball movement as the men, which is fine. Um, and I think that we're going to see that a little bit in our squad. We have some very strong forwards, but some um, smart footy players as well. So big, smart footy players, and I think we're going to win. That's exciting. You know, it's building around this town. I can feel. I've had it walking around the streets even this morning. It was lovely to hear people down at the beach saying, "Oh, we'll be there on Sunday for the triple header." The team was named, named last night and announced to the crowd, as well as all the girls at the function. 
What's been the most exciting part so far? Is it the first team announcement? Is it the skipper? Is it this morning's uh, photo launches? Or what, what is it for you? I think when Blake Green originally called me and just gave me that first opportunity was definitely my first big moment and um, very grateful for that and everything that he saw in us girls to make this team. But um, other than that, I think the whole experience, to be honest, it's been a great experience. The club has been very supportive of us girls, especially through the postponement of last season and then topped it off was being named captain yesterday. So um, great week this week and (laughs) leading into Sunday is very exciting. Hey, before we leave that, let's just touch on that for a minute because I remember when Greeny was was making that voyage and he just basically just up and went and flew off and and met with some people that he'd identified. He put a lot of time into that, a lot of effort. Can you remember those first early conversations with Greeny about the opportunity to come here? Yeah, absolutely, I can. Um, He rang me when I was still, I think I was back in Townsville still, and I was like, oh, the Knights, like, Blake Green's ringing me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, no worries, like, sounds good, and then he kept in contact with me, Um, and then I actually met with him when I was in my Origin campaign on the sunny coast, I think it was, Yep. Um, and the last conversation I had with him was before I went out of service camping for a week, and I said, (laughs) I'll I'll be back, I promise, and, like, I'll let you know when I get back, but no service for a week, and... um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Left him on the tender <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I said, no worries, I'll sign it when I get back. And he was he was uh, very open to that and had a lot of trust. But, yeah, I was very grateful for everything that he saw in me and everything he's done with me as a player. I've um, developed a lot already, I think, just mm. listening to the knowledge he has and his ideas around the game, which is, um, yeah, something out of this world. Must have been nice growing up in a rugby league family. Your father played NRL with the Cowboys and the Steelers and also overseas in the English Super League. Any advice from Dad at this stage? Not too much advice. Um, I really appreciate that, though. He lets me be my own person, but um, definitely gives me a little bit of uh, critique here and there. Um, But I just remind him that he did play in the front row and I'm definitely not there yet. So, (laughs) But I think uh, just growing up in Tully, obviously it's a huge rugby league community and dad was um, in the game and we're forever surrounded by it. So I was bound to fall into the game somewhere and um, very grateful for where I am right now. So here's the big question. Uh, Are you going to be the most famous knight out of Tully or is that going to be Jake Clifford? You'll probably knock him off the, the perch, I'd reckon. Oh, I think Jakey's got a six-month head start on me here, but um, competition's on, I think, to be honest. Yeah, look out, Jake. And, and we expect subscriptions, listeners on our podcast here, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, to go berserk in far north Queensland, particularly Tully. So uh, when we look at the hot spots of where people tune in, we're expecting <laughs> Tully to be number one next week. Would, would that be fair? Oh, I can't see why not. They what else really do you do in it. Tully? Surely no. <laughs> I'm only joking, Tully. I love Tully. I'm from Warwick, for goodness sake. Hey, um, I'm going to leave you with the question. When people leave McDonald Jones Stadium after the triple header on Sunday, what would we like them to be saying about the Newcastle Knights NRLW team? I think I just want them to realise the talent um, of the women, especially the girls that have come out of this local community and... Um, even the girls that are flowing down and just remember the inaugural team and what an impact it does have on the community because at the end of the day this is the start of something that's going to go for a very long time so you definitely want to make a strong impact so I think that just even young girls um, that come to the game I just want them to leave the game and know that there's something they can aspire for and um, it's right here in the backyard.
You know when the Newcastle Knights perform on a Sunday, Mondays are better. Everywhere in the town. Andrew John speaks about it brilliantly. So you're going to start that for us this weekend, make people's Mondays no a bit better. No pressure. <laughs> and it's not about the scoreline. It's about the, the effort and the performance. Because I know one thing about this town, they get behind a team that plays tough, trains hard, works hard and does well. And I'm sure, having watched you girls, watched you work your heart out today alone, that I'm sure they'll leave here as proud Newcastle Knights NRLW supporters. We wish you luck, enjoy and have the best time possible. Thank you very much, Frankie. I'm sure the supporters will leave. You're going to come back. Absolutely. Romy Teitzel, our captain of the Newcastle Knights NRLW. Their voyage takes off this Sunday, triple header at McDonald Jones Stadium. On the other side of the break... We'll just have a little bit more of the Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, thanks to our friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Knights HQ is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. I'm absolutely grilling our NRL W captain, Romy Seitzel. Now, look, you've done some tough stuff, but this is going to be one of the hardest... Fast fives you've ever had to come up with because let's be honest, it's all still new for you here in Newcastle, but we need to give you some favourite things to do, okay? So, first thing that comes into your head, be careful because that could be anything. Now, (laughs) fast five with Romy. Uh, What's your favourite thing to do in Newcastle so far? Well, Blake Green's been such a tour guide, but Mm. um, I'd have to say getting a nice coffee and he's hit me with Praise Joe's. He loves that place. Absolutely loves it. Um, I don't mind Merriweather either, going down there for a swim or a coffee. But, um, yeah, Blake absolutely froths praise Joe. He does. The toasty. Have you had a couple of toasties? I have had a go of the toasty, the brekkie toasty. I do rate it, not bad. There you go. Praise Joe's. Next time uh, Romy comes in, there should be some sort of freebie. (laughs) Hey, um, what about your favourite movie or a series or something? What what are you taking in there at the moment? I wouldn't say my favourite. Um, I just watched that manifest on Netflix. Um, bit right. weird, bit different. Um, Good. What, what, probably what? still watch the next season, just because you know after you watch two, one or two seasons, you just got to keep going. Is <laughs> it? There's a window into Romy, even though it's weird. She didn't like it, but we'll have another look at it. That's that's pretty good. Uh, other team outside of the NRL, who do you like, support, respect? Um, I've really loved the work that the Australian women's cricket team's been doing. Um, great advocates for both women in sport and um, they've really done well lately. I reckon Meg Lanning might be one of the best leaders I've seen in sport. She um, she looks pretty tough out there actually, pretty ruthless. Bit of Alan Border about her I think. They do, they give the men's team a run for their money I believe. Um, great athletes. And yep. of all ages too I must say, they're not just the young athletes out there, um, so credit to them. Now, what does a young girl from Tully, North Queensland, Townsville, on the way to Newcastle, like as a favourite drink? Rum and Coke? No? (laughs) (laughs) We've got a bit of intel here, so be careful. What's the real answer? Um, Yeah, rum and Coke is popular up home in North Queensland. Popular? um, (laughs) It's been number one since 1960. (laughs) Probably earlier. (laughs) It's actually a daily ritual, isn't it? (laughs) Like rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For brekkie. No. Hello to everyone in North Queensland, particularly Tully. We love <laughs> what you do up there. What? No, rum and coke definitely isn't um, a drink of mine. Uh, I would have to go uh, lime soda with a bit of vodka every now and then. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> uh, coffee this morning, I think from uh, from memory. What, what did, did you have a, a cold brew? 
I did. Are you going to pay me out here? No, no, no. You're in good company in Newcastle with cold brews. And, and don't worry, if you're getting around with Blake Green, you'll know every coffee shop in the whole <laughs> of Newcastle. And we like to ask our guests a, uh, a fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective. What's your approach to fitness philosophies? I think um, as I've grown up a little bit and got my head around nutrition a bit more, is just understanding how important it is to eat healthy, eat right. And so I think nutrition definitely helped me there. And water, I heard you mention water before. I noticed you've yeah. always got a water yep. bottle with you. So I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big water drinker. Um, water bottle wherever I go, and I'd fill that up about four times a day. Well, Romy, you've been an absolute fountain of information, and we appreciate that. Romy Tyson, our special guest today, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Don't stop listening here. Listen to the entirety of Knights HQ Season 1 at newcastlenights.com.au and don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen.